Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 231, covering Penumbra and Till Death Do Us Part. Friends, oh friends. Yes. We're we're in that bit we've been talking about for a long damn time. Which it's, down, is... it's down to the end. Yep, the nine part, ten hour season finale. I was talking to my wife and her sister yesterday while I was watching the episodes. And I'm like, this is it. This is the season finale. They're like, there's nine episodes left. I'm like, right? Yep. It's a and nine episode season finale. Series we're, finale. We're, weren't you also in the uh, in the interesting position that you had to explain all of DS9 to your sister-in-law? Like, uh, oh, okay, yeah. so this guy. <laughs> she comes in. She, oh, what's going on? Well. <laughs> let me start at the beginning. Where to begin? Yeah. I mean, really, this is this is what you're you've been building up to this whole time. Yeah, basically. Summarize the show, Matt. If only there was some way that I could I could tell people about the show without having to, you know, if there was a way I could explain it to people. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, but you know, she doesn't want to have to go back and listen to fifty episodes of the show. Why not? I, I don't know. It's a good show. Yeah, but that. that... Asking you a question should not then lead to days and days of homework, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Matt, what about this? Well, if you listen to my award-winning podcast... We haven't won any actual awards. I'm going to give myself an award. No, you can't do that. That's that's auto-award asphyxiation. No, that's not right. That's I award... auto-erotic auto awarding? No, I, I award I myself the coveted uh, uh, b- b- podcast box of role-playing dice. All right. I accept. Mm. On behalf of myself and my co-host who couldn't be here today. Well, I'm right here. Couldn't be here today. <laughs> Why don't I tell you about this very first episode in this long run? Why don't you? Called Penumbra, which is, uh, I guess, a word. Uh-huh. Isn't Penumbra the official medical word for taint? Wait, that's perineum. Never mind. So, we open with Cisco going over plans for the new house he's been talking about building since, what, season five? For quite some time, in any event. Cassidy sidles up, takes a glance, and says, Oh, that's pretty. Is that Bajor? No, Cassidy, it's the fucking Genesis planet. Yes, it's Bajor. Jesus, what is even wrong with you? To his credit, though, Ben doesn't say any of that. What he says instead is, Will you marry me? Which, I guess, gets the same basic point across, more or less. She says yes, and then, in accordance with Berman's first law, Ben receives a plot-advancing call informing him that Worf is missing. Wait, was Worf still even on the station? We've been spending so much time with Vic Fontaine and Vic Fontaine and Esri and Vic Fontaine that I completely forgot about Worf. Seriously, remember all those previous episodes where I complained that we weren't getting enough of this character or that character? Even then, I'd already forgotten about Worf and didn't even mention him. But, no, he's still around. Or he was. Now he's apparently in an escape pod, which Klingon ships totally have, who says that they don't, in the Badlands. Oh, good. Please, let's spend some more time in the goddamned Badlands. This is what Esri apparently says to herself, but to her credit, she hasn't been around for any of that other boring stuff that happened in previous episodes. And again, she also wasn't married to Worf. That was Jadzia, not you! Nevertheless, she feels absolutely compelled to steal a runabout and go looking for her not-husband, despite Sisko's orders to the contrary. She eventually finds him, but then they crash because Worf is apparently as bad at keeping a ship intact as he is at raising children. And then, what are the odds, they've managed to crash on the exact same fake-looking jungle set that Worf and Jazia crashed in that one time. I mean, I guess it's meant to be a different planet, but it still looks like the same ten-potted plans and juggle sounds CD to me. Then they fuck. Because of course they do. And then they're captured by the Breen. You know, those guys who look like Princess Leia and her bounty hunter disguised from Return of the Jedi. Meanwhile, Ben is contacted by his prophet mom, who informs him that she does not approve of this girl he wants to marry. If you do, she says, you will know only sorrow. Geez, spectral mother, I know she was a bit lame with that is that Bajor business earlier, and her taste in velvet jumpsuits leaves a bit to be desired, and also she spent like a year in prison for crimes against the very organization to which I've pledged my life, but hey, you know what? I think I disapprove of this marriage too. As do we all. Yeah. The thing is, I put this in my notes, I don't like Cassidy that much, but I like that Ben does. Mm Mm-hmm. I love seeing him happy. Yep. I'll take it. Yeah. 
And like, anytime that dude wants to uh, enjoy whatever, that's fine by me. No, and, and one of the, like, from the very beginning, one of the things was about the show was he was trying to rebuild his life after, like, his wife died and everything kind of fell apart for him. Yep. And, you know, finding someone else in his life is a, is a good part of that. I'd say getting married and becoming God to a planet of uh, religious people, that's a, that's a step up from uh, his wife getting killed by Borgs. Yeah, he, he definitely bounced back. Mm-hmm. Good and for you, Ben. On the other hand, he's marrying Cassidy, and his son is a writer. Ugh, well, we can't have everything. I suppose. But really, this this, uh, this whole Cisco stuff is, is your good thing, is it not? Indeed it is. I fucking, God, I love just how far he's come. I love him building his little model house, getting ready for his life on Bajor. Oh, and we should point out that the model house is a, is a running theme throughout this episode. He's got a little, like, you know, it fits on a tabletop. Yep. And he's constantly moving walls around and yep. fiddling with stuff. He's got this little model home that he's working on, not to be confused with the model home from Arrested Development. No. That, um, just every time we come in and see him working on it, it's just like, oh, Ben. I'm honestly surprised he doesn't have a little, like, Lego Ben and Lego Jake <laughs> walking around in there. <laughs> Lego Jake is, like, almost hitting the little model roof. I would give such money for Lego, for yeah. Lego Cisco. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Lego Star Trek's got to happen at some point, right? No, uh, some other company has the rights. Like, it's oh. we get like we, we get like Mega Blocks, uh, oh. uh, Star Trek. <laughs> Trust me, I've looked. They suck. Oh, that's that's too bad. Well, anyway, yeah, he's he's got this little model, and he's always like, like, well, the kitchen's here, and you know how I feel about my kitchen, and mm-hmm. this is, like, he's really like, this is a large portion of his his yeah. storyline, which is pretty great. It's just, I love his whole, like, gonna retire on Bajor thing. We talked about this the first time it came up, but it's just, it's so sweet. And it's been such a natural progression. Like, mm-hmm. every time we get a little more, and he's a little more into it. Yep. And now that we're coming into the last run of episodes, he's just like, this is it. I bought the land. This is the plan for the house. It's yep. definitely happening. And yep. of course, without spoiling anything, I think there's a good chance it's not going to happen. And I'm not even specifically saying it is or it's not, but I'm saying... Assuming you're watching this the first time, he's basically saying, I'm two weeks from retirement. Here's yeah. the boat that I'm buying. Like, Too okay. old for this shit. Yeah, but really, he's buying a perfect house. And we're setting up for the finale where the gods are telling him something bad's about to happen. So yep. chances are he's probably not going to get the house. Like, I me. honestly don't remember if he gets it. But Suits me. I just bought a boat. <laughs> it's called the Live Forever. <laughs> Gonna sail around Bajor with my wife, my son. Everything's gonna be perfect forever. Yeah. What's that, a phone call from those gods I believe in? Well, what could this be? Congratulations, perhaps? Hello? Cisco here. (laughs) Oh, it's my mom. Bad news. (laughs) What's that? Explain what what you're saying so that the people who are watching me can know what we're talking about. What a strange thing to tell me. Well, thanks for calling, Mother Sarah, who is a prophet. Yeah. No, it's it, Have we I, mentioned that lately? I I do actually like like I've I've said before, for some reason I usually don't like magic y religious y stuff in my sci fi, but I like it and I like the way this show does it. And I like this sort of big mythological feel that it has. Like the gods nah. coming to the hero and saying, Don't do this thing that'll make you happy, it's a bad idea and the yeah. hero like going against them and doing it anyway is like a it's a big deal. And mm. granted that And also that, the, Oh go ahead. The also the fact that they're speaking like pretty plainly to him, you know? Yeah. Like they're there's still often, that uh that prophet metaphor crap, but there's still <laughs> his mother's being very clear on this. Don't do this. Yeah. And you know, she wasn't there when he was growing up, but really when your mom says don't do something, maybe don't do it. Don't touch the mm-hmm. hot stove, Ben. Just playing with some matches. I don't see what the problem is. You can't tell me what real to do. Cool. You're not my real mom. <laughs> Shut right, up, Mom. Ben. I know. That's right, Ben. Tell her. <laughs> tell her to stir the gumbo, too. No. No, you can't. No, Ben, you can't go to Bajor until you finish cleaning the station. Damn it! <laughs> but I've got guys to clean the station. I'm the boss. 
No, it's it's a it's a cute little like, and it, I wouldn't even call it a subplot because subplot kind of feels like it's it's a throwaway thing. It's it diminishes of, it too much, and right. Yeah. But a lot of the times you'll have like a serious A plot and then a goofy B plot. Mm-hmm. Everything in this finale is just like we have so many characters to deal with. The main thing we're dealing with is Ezri and Worf, but also Cisco's got some stuff going on too. So it's yeah. it's not any less important. It's just it's there's not as much screen time devoted to it this time. Mm-hmm. But it's still an important thing, and it's it's an important part of this yeah. character's development. It's an important part of the the plot going into the finale, and there's a lot lot going on. Mm-hmm. It's a very busy episode. Yep. Which you know, and I've already confused this with the next episode. Like I already mentioned that he goes against the prophets, which I, that's actually in yours. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's difficult to sometimes I, discern because everything kind of continues into each other. I I feel like that's probably going to be an ongoing problem as we finish off the series. And actually, that's my good thing. This episode ends with some pretty major stuff unresolved because serialization is back. Yay! Tune in next week for more of yeah. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And, and you, now the continuation. Yeah, that is those are the sweetest words like back in the day. Like, not mm-hmm. the conclusion, but the continuation. Like, yay! Sorry, we're only on to part two. Yep, of nine. Uh-huh. Also, the ninth part is double length. Yep. So it's more like ten. Yep. So, yeah. No, it's it's great. And actually reading Memory Alpha, the, the the writers were saying, yeah, we got so many characters and so many threads and so many things we're juggling that there's no possible way we're going to wrap it up in a two-hour finale. So yeah. this was the only way to do this. I was also, I was reading on Memory Alpha, and apparently they were all writing, they were all writing episodes at once. Yeah, they like, did that. They did that at the beginning of... Like they split of, up the... Uh... They did it at the beginning of, I want to say, season six. Where they had like yeah, yeah. six or seven episodes and they all just developed them separately and they all kind of stepped on each other. Yeah. It's like, it, I, I I love seeing like people, like them not being used, like they have no idea how to do serialized television. So they're just doing the best they can. Yeah. There's no master plan. They all do. Yeah. Okay. Your characters are doing this and our characters are doing this. Wait, shit. I already went past where I was supposed to go. Are you going to be okay with that? I just Ugh. picked. I just picture them with a big board with red string all over it. Like, okay, this happens, and then we got to hit this in the second arc. And this can't come too soon, because this is happening. Yeah, so like all the whiteboards in my office. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, But yeah, the, the Ben stuff is pretty great. Uh, we get a little bit of stuff on Cardassia, but not much. Uh, the, the, the changelings are definitely suffering from some kind of a disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the, the main plot, of course, is uh, Esri and Worf. Yes. Which, uh, let's, let's, let's kick it off with your bad thing. Ugh, Ezri's plan is dumb and terrible. I'm just gonna fly into the Badlands, float around, and cross my fingers. And then it works. Fuck you. That didn't bother me. It's like, I know there have been some, like, uh, sea-based, you know, like, I'm searching for someone lost at sea, and I gotta cut the engines and drift with the tide, because that's what happened to them. Like, that's, mm. that, it didn't bother me. Ah. Plus, I, I don't picture the Badlands being that big. That's probably true. It's mostly just that they jam your uh, your, your your sensors, but it's like then not again, maybe a big area. Then again, you know the amount they've been featured in Star Trek, they're probably huge. I don't know how much time have we spent in San Francisco. That's just the size of a normal city. San Francisco, exactly the same size as the Badlands. <laughs> this is the weirdest. This is the weirdest coincidence in all of the universe. Look, you can perfectly fit San Francisco in the Badlands. I mean, it's the same shape and everything. This is really weird. And where that weird fiery spire thing is, that's where the Golden Gate Bridge goes. <laughs> what a weird coincidence. Now, I'm... Uh, fucking Badlands. I, you know what? I'm taking that as canonical now. What? That San Francisco and the Badlands are the same? Yep. I wonder which has appeared in Star Trek more. It's got... Hmm. Yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah. Because I know the Voyager pilot features... Uh, yeah, the Badlands too. We're not done yet, still. No. So you like the Badlands, huh? No, who told no, you that? Nobody said that. I think they really liked the effect, and they just kept wanting to use. it. Well, I mean, the effect is pretty good. It was the first dozen times. Uh huh. But they just really like being able. Well, let's fly a shuttle between these weird pillar things. That'll look cool, right? Yeah, I guess. Hey, they're named after Michael Pillar. <laughs> I just uh, God damn it. That shouldn't make me laugh as much as it did. Look, I know what terrible jokes are gonna make you laugh. I know all uh, your damn pressure points at this point. Yeah. God damn it. Uh my bad thing, unfortunately, also involves Ezri. And let's be clear, I still like Ezri. Oh yeah. 
but... I, I feel like we've been giving her a lot of shit the last couple of episodes. It's only because she's always, like, such an important part of every episode. And No, it's the Vic Fontaine thing. It's yeah. The show has been a, so much about those two who just showed up. Yeah. And it's like, we, you know, we're, we're running down the show now. Like, we want to see what everyone else is up to. What's Odo doing? And I wasn't kidding in my summary. I had honestly forgotten Odo was on the show, or uh, Worf was on the show. Yeah. Like, when I was bitching about, hey, how come we don't see Odo so much? How come we don't see Cisco so much? I didn't even think about Worf, because Worf was so far out of my mind. Yep. He's just, he's not even around anymore. It's terrible. Y'all remember Worf? No. Yep. Um, But uh, there, there's, there's, I will say I'm not super keen on how well, or how, how she's written in this episode. No. But Nicole DeBoer does some fantastic acting. You know what this really felt like to me? What's that? Was them trying to do, like, like it really felt like they were trying to get, like, Jadzia in. You know? Yeah. And, like, she was already gone. Yeah. That could be. Maybe they already started planning the finale. It's like, we need to, we need to finish, we, it's like, we really wish we still had Jadzia. Yeah. No, I, I read, they, they're going somewhere with her, and they said, but before we do that, we have to resolve some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we have to resolve is this whole war thing. Like, it's still hanging there. Yeah. So we got to do that. And I don't love that. But, like I said, Nicole DeBoer, like, there's some scenes. There's some scenes where she and Dorn, who is, like, twice her height, yep. are arguing. And, and the way it's shot, she looks even smaller. And she's, like, jabbing her finger into his chest and yelling at him all up in his face. And I totally buy, like, she's not shrinking away from him. And it's just, there's some good physical presence there yeah absolutely there's, there's some good face acting there's some good like line reads she's she's quite good but i still the the character's motivation in general i don't love no like just the the stuff that they're making her do like i thought we were over this i think i'm jadzia stuff no like and there's a i think we can move on now well i that i thought we had done that weeks ago but there's a scene in particular, which is my actual bad thing, mm-hmm. where she breaks into Worf's quarters because, I don't know, I'm a counselor and I'm allowed to go wherever the fuck I want, I guess. Apparently. Uh, he's dead, so I guess I can just rifle through his stuff. I, I don't know what, like, I seriously, like, honestly, trying to understand what her motivation was there. You're not going to get a clue as to where his escape pod went by going to his quarters. Yeah, exactly. There's no, like, that doesn't help you. It's clearly just for your own personal whatever. But then the show which is usually not this heavy-handed and terrible, starts playing clips from a bunch of old Jed Z episodes, audio clips. Like, yeah. she's hearing what happened uh-huh. in her mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, all of this would work so much better if it was just Jed Z, you know? Like, it's not... doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, I agree. It does not work at all. Ugh. Yeah, it, it was not great. And then, to bring the point home, they showed her picking up a picture, their wedding picture. Look, uh, this used to be me. Uh-huh. Uh, come on, show. And then, like, she literally just, like, till death do us part. Yeah. Fuck you. Yes, death did you part. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you really don't have to worry about this crap anymore. And really, we've talked about this before, but we need to talk about this again. The mm-hmm. whole trill thing. Yep. Okay, so maybe we misunderstood that you're not allowed to go back to your old life. I don't think we did, but no, it some... seemed very, uh, it seemed very straightforward. Somebody wrote in and said, "No, that's only about having sex with people." So, okay, fine, maybe, well, maybe you're right, listener. Well, but, but regardless, that's that also has been that line has been crossed down. Uh-huh. But this is why you don't go back and reassociate with people because those feelings are still there, and that's going to happen. Yeah, like, and now Worf like just assumes, oh well, we're picking up where we left off. I guess that's Worf. Which I mean. Yeah. And really, again, next episode. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. That's what. Oh, is that? Ne- God damn it. Yeah. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I just, What I don't want to do is undercut the stuff you're going to say in your summary. Oh, yeah. Well. I don't care if we're talking about stuff from the next episode. I just, you know. By the time we get to your summary, it's like, yeah, we know. We, you said that already. Say it a lot. No, it's it, Worf being Worf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know... And I'll get into this more in the next episode. He, like, there's some good Worf stuff in this. He had almost won me back. Like, I like the scene where they're talking, where after uh, Ezri saves him and they're, uh, she just starts picking at him like, so what'd you do? Nothing. I didn't do anything. I sat in the pod and I thought about nothing. Acoustics really? must have been real nice in there. Really? <laughs> you didn't sing any Klingon opera? No, not even one. Which one did you sing? Was it this one? No, because I didn't sing any. Oh, it must have been this one then. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was that one. 
I'm like, oh, that's a, that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, the thing All is, right, those Worf. two have a good chemistry. They do. Again, I just don't like the way she's being written. I don't understand her motivations or sympathize with her motivations at all. And then you've got your whole problem with Worf, uh-huh. which Worf is just being Worf. Yeah, he is. But I'm sick of the. I'm sick of him being Worf. Also, I want I him gotta, to be someone else. I gotta say, on social media, I get way more crap for not liking Vic Fontaine than you get for uh, not liking Worf, and that doesn't I, feel fair. I don't get it either. But here we are. Yeah, that doesn't feel fair at all. <laughs> Listen, what can I tell you? The audience loves me. I guess. <laughs> I'm the lovable podcast scamp. So what is this? Good cop, bad cop? Yeah. Fine. I still hate the Good cop went home for the day. I'm Robocop. <laughs> Beep boop justice. <laughs> uh, let's see. What? Dead or alive, you're reviewing Star Trek with me. All right. Really dead? I still <laughs> got to do this dead? Is dead, is dead an option? Oh, we do have Voyager coming up. I'm not me. I'm. I mean, I do, but I'm. I don't feel bad about that because you know why. I'm keeping an open mind. Keeping an open mind. Keeping an open mind about Voyager. Voyager. Uh huh. Okay. So what else? I, I. My notes just over and over again. Ezri, you don't know Worf. Uh huh. Like stop. Stop trying to rescue him. Just. Uh, mm-hmm. Terrible. Uh, but there's. I mean, oh, really. Apparently she hooked. Apparently, like she hooked up with Captain Bodet too. Like. Oh, yeah. She's Tran- really... The old transparent like, ser- skull dude. Yeah, yeah. Are you seriously making the rounds of, like, all the dudes Jedzia hooked up with? Maybe just... Because, first like... of all, no. Yeah. And secondly, that's going to take a while. Yeah. She was busy. She she got around, and they did yeah. an excellent job of not making that... Not doing that TV thing where it's like, you should slut-shame her. Yeah. Like, she was just, you know... No, no, leave that to Worf. She was just promiscuous, and that's fine. She was very sex positive. That's a good thing. But <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, but but Worf does not feel the same way about that. No. And yeah, there's some fucked up like, so did Jedzia sleep with him? I don't have to answer that. So yes. And and again, very in character for Worf. Mm-hmm. But not very sympathetic. Like it's hard to get us on his side when he's treating her like Yeah, that. you don't you you don't win you don't win me over by uh calling Ezri a whore. No. Or Jedzia for that. Or Jedzia. Yeah, that is true. You liked her, you yeah. dick. <laughs> Fucking Klingon dick. <laughs> Shut up, Worf. I still like it, though. Oh, yeah. I Very in character. I th- and I think it's an interesting character to throw into the mix with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's also very, like, like Gene was like, everyone would get along and everyone would have the same moral code. And I know, sorry, nope. no, they wouldn't. People, people be different. Yep. Klingon people be like this. Mm-hmm. And then Worf be like this. Mm-hmm. He's not like any other. He is not like Klingon people at all. No, not in the least. Even a wee bit. Nope. Even a wee baby Seamus. <laughs> oh, there was an adorable scene where uh, Ezri was like, sorry, shh, there's interference. Shh. Oh, God. <laughs> I love I love that. It yeah. was like, if this had been my episode, that would have been my quote. I, it was it was pretty damn close. Because just it's like, oh yeah, that's why I like Ezri. She's fucking adorable. She is, but again, it's not just appearances. Like, I would say there is solid good acting in there. I just I'm, I'm oh yeah really, no, Mich- is I'm not super keen on how the way the way she's being written is all. No, the, the the writing in this is not great. What's her name? Nicole DeBoer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, she's great. She is. And anything they throw at her, she seems capable of yep. playing. But no, it was like you say, watching her just go back and forth with Worf, like, that's that, that's good acting. And actually, that culminates in my quote, which is mm, where yes, she's, she says the thing that very few people have said and lived. Mm. Picard is the only other one I could think of, which is this. Worf, she didn't even know you back then. I do not wish to hear your excuses. My excuses? I'm not the one who slept with him. You had dinner with him. Who are you angry with, me or Jadzia? Both. You know what? You're crazy! You could make anyone crazy. Don't turn your back! Talk to me, you coward! If you were another man, I would kill you for saying that. Yeah, no, exactly. or if you wouldn't. You don't kill anyone. Well, he kills ships. Yep. <laughs> Loose wharfs sink ships. He did, uh, they did crash two. Yes. Two times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had some stuff going on in Cardassia. Oh, you were going to play your quote. I did play my quote. Oh, good. Weren't you listening when I played the quote? 
Ah, of course. <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted by space stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so we had some stuff happening on Cardassia. We have, um... Yep. Damar. Damar, uh, sinking further and further into, uh... A bottle. Uh, into depression. Yes, a yeah. bottle. A bottle of depression. Depression-flavored Oh, uh, I mean, that is what... That is what canard tastes like, I imagine. I assume so, yes. Oil, oily, eel-based alcohol. <laughs> Ooh, that is toxic. I have a very, I have a very clear vision in my head of exactly what canard looks like and tastes like. Okay. It's like black syrup that tastes like fish eggs. Yeah, that feels about right. It's right, huh? I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That that feels as right as anything. I do. Of course, like... I also thought I also thought Romulan ale was green for like twenty years. So what? Yeah, we've talked about this before. I genuinely thought Romulan ale was green. Where did you get that idea? I have no fucking idea now. Huh. Yeah. Well, all right. Fair enough. Um, I was just thinking if they did a comic adaptation of this, that uh, Damar's uh, uh, storyline would be Damar in a bottle. <laughs> oh, I really want to see that now. That uh, yeah, the that famous iconic Iron Man, Iron Man cover. cover. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But with Damar, he actually does. He actually has that staring into the mirror moment where he's just like, "What the fuck has?" Happened Which is a to great me? callback to the Kira thing. Because, oh yeah, when she's like, uh, when... yeah, when she's sold her soul to the Dominion mm -hmm. and has to look at herself in the mirror when she gets up every day. Yeah, and now we're seeing Damar do that exact same thing. It's like, oh fuck, what have I done? It's like, ooh, except remember the last time case, a character went through this? <laughs> except in this case, it was Ducat who stole his soul to the devil. Yeah, that's the thing. He didn't create this. He just kind of took over. This yeah. isn't his fault. Yep, that's the worst part. He didn't ask for any of this. And I, I, I actually, I really like. Um, like, Duc when Dukat shows up in this episode, Damar yes. is still like, oh, man. <laughs> like, he's still, he's still got that respect for him. Yeah, that was that was the last thing I wanted to mention. I don't think I mentioned it in my summary, is Dukat shows up and wants a favor. Yep. What? what? Yep. Oh, okay. Hey, you know how you owe me? Excuse me? Uh, I mean, you did kill my daughter. Shit, he's still bringing that up. Okay, right, I right, guess fine. I do. Yeah, I did kill your daughter. All right. All right. But I, I love, like, D Damar's got this moment where he's like, you could still, like, you could rule Cardassia again. You could You're still help a us. great man. You yeah. should be doing this job, not me. And also, you know, then I don't have to do this anymore. Please mm -hmm. don't make me do this anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, Damar, but I have found the love of the Pa Wraith. Wait, what? what? <laughs> you, the you, the Pa Wraith, the, e the, the, evil, uh, the evil alternatives to the prophets that the Bajorans believe in. What? <laughs> <coughs> yeah, that was your imagined conversation. Yeah. Okay, but what's your angle? Right, no, well, I really believe this. Right, how, how are we... Okay, okay, I can work with this. How are we playing this? No, exactly I legitimately I believe in the love of the Pa race. Yeah. Okay, but seriously, though, this is me talking, you know. But, but they're called wraiths, which means evil spirits. So uh -huh. Obviously, it's not a real thing, right? I mean... No, no, it's real. It's very I mean, real. I do like that Pa show. Yeah. <laughs> well, who doesn't? Yep. Uh, apparently, Taylor Swift is a big fan. Yep. Taylor Swift, well-known fan of post-Tomacor. I, I guess so. We're trying to get her at the next live show, but, you know. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know if the Pocket Theater can uh, can accommodate. Well, and she, an she, I mean, look, she's very busy. Yeah. Like, exactly. we, we understand that. Yeah, sure. No, and, and we hope, if that live show goes well, to do more. So call mm -hmm. us. We'll, we'll yeah. figure something out. Yeah. I'm sure we can, I'm sure we can, you know, do something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you want to call an episode? You you can't have any of the ones that like Bob or Flonk or uh, or Gav or whoever like uh, called. But yeah, know. but other than that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Those guys come first, Taylor Swift. Yeah, I mean, look, we appreciate you, but we they've put the time in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else about this one? I think that's everything. Let's if, push it forward. If not, I'll have confused it with this next episode, and we'll just get to it. Then. Well, that's the thing. I just kind of want to go into the next one because we have further points that we. And if it goes back to the first one, so be it. Yeah. So the next one was supposed to be called Numbra. This is actually true, or maybe Umbra. I don't remember. But uh, like Prenumbra was supposed to be, you know, the the pre, and then this was supposed to be the actual thing. But then they oh. didn't call it that. So, yeah. So take it away with "Till Death Do Us Part." All right, so as if things weren't bad enough with Cisco knowing nothing about sorrow, knowing nothing but sorrow, and Worf and Ezri both missing and having sex, Kai Wynn shows up to celebrate slash ruin the Cisco Yates wedding. 
Is it possible to be a bridezilla when you aren't even invited to the wedding? <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter because the Kai finally realizes her greatest wish, to have the prophets pay attention to her. Finally, proof that she is important. The prophets tell her to look out for a guy who is of the land, so she hooks up with the first farmer she sees. And that turns out to be Goldukat, a cunning disguise. But he can't disguise his voice, so I have no idea how nobody has caught on to this. Meanwhile, Sisko, worried about the <coughs> worried about the prophet's warning, calls off the wedding and is then shocked when Cassidy leaves him. What the hell, Cass? We can still bang. Come back. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, on the Breen ship, Worf and Ezri bicker and then make out and then bicker some more and then Worf does some serious slut shaming and any goodwill that that guy bought with me for the last episode is down the crapper. <laughs> Fuck off, Worf. Back on DS9, the realization that he can't get a refund on the ring force that he bought forces Ben to decide to marry Cassidy after all, and they have a quiet ceremony with the bridge staff. Julian gives them a toaster. Unfortunately, Kai Wynn is unable to attend because she is having sex with Ducat. <clears throat> I don't know, you had a lot more A's. <laughs> I expected that to go on for a full minute. This is something that I have tried not to mention yep. for a long time. But now we're here. We're mm -hmm. here at the glorious moment. Oh. The two most evil, just awful people in this entire like extended cast hooking up. Uh -huh. Bumping extremely ugly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least Ducats has been through surgery. Yeah, but it's still awfully pockmarked if if the rest of him is to be yep. uh, is to be judged. Damar, also, when uh, Damar, when you're putting me through plastic surgery, make sure to change my penis as well. I expect to be having a lot of Kai Win sex. Do you, do you think what? they do you think they even have data on what a, a Bajoran penis looks like? I'm I'm pretty sure. No, uh, no, no. The, Ducat and Damar have spent a lot of time exploring Bajoran vaginas, <laughs> but we have no evidence. It's like a Bajoran penis. He's looking at like a at like a um a three D model of a of a Bajoran vagina and trying to figure out. Okay, so what would go in here? So a vagina. Yes, a vagina. Yes. A bajor a bajorna. Right. Or as he calls it, a bajorna. That should have been their first tip that he's not a bajoran right there. That should have been the name of this episode. Okay, say say the name of our planet, bajor. Uh huh. It's him. Guys, this is Gul Dukat. What? What? <laughs> Gul Dukat? Me? Yeah. No. The thing is, you guys, you, 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 Deep Space Nine guys, you, you're crazy. You Terok, no, uh, uh, Deep Space. Oh yeah. shit! Damn it, Terok Nine. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. The the. <laughs> yes, we've reached. Uh, <laughs> that'll that'll do. Yeah. Now, the thing is, I will give Mark Alimo credit for he does vocally play this this pretend Bajoran farmer guy differently, but he's still there's no disguising that voice completely. It's like Jeffrey no. Combs, like he's it's so distinctive. Yeah, he's no, always gonna sound like that. Like fucking Win has met Ducat like yeah. multiple times. Yeah, plus he was the voice of you know. Like the the occupying force, like we were we were talking about it, about this. That's the voice you hear on the like on the radio every morning. More good morning, people of Bejor. This is your this is your loving overlord, Gul Dukat. Dukat in the morning, and you're listening, and you're listening to Dukat and Dukat and the douche on Bejor FM. And if you're caller number six, you win your freedom <laughs> for a day. We're bringing in three different Bajoran sluts and to see if we can tell the difference between them. God. Ugh. One of them is Kira's mom. <laughs> oh, God. What do you think of that, Robin? <laughs> that, so, Damar, basically. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, this is actually my good thing. Ducat and Win together at last. Drink it in, Matt. Drink it in. Ugh. Now, <clears throat> that ugh being said, the scenes between the two of them are great. Well, the the both of them are fantastic actors. Yep. And like I said, the most evil people we've seen on this show. Yep. And in fact, in Memory Alpha, one of the producers was saying, "Yeah, so uh, 
whoever brought this up in the writing room, we all just started cackling with delight. Like, yes, that is going to get <laughs> under people's skin so bad. Let's do oh, that. Oh, God. Yeah. They, I, I love, I love watching Ducat string her along, you know, uh-huh. like the dude knows exactly what to say. Like we were, we were talking about this and about, about Ducat's plan. Basically, We're not entirely clear whether the Pa Wraiths drove him to do it or whether he came to them with this plan. Hopefully that'll be revealed, but we yeah. have, we have some thoughts on that. But, you know, basically the, the visions that, uh, that, uh, Win receives. They never. They don't specifically say this, but you know, it's pretty obviously the uh, the paw rates. Well, she leaves Cisco's office after a conversation about. Well, I wouldn't know what a vision looks like. I've never had one. Yep. And then she walks out and has one. <laughs> doodly doodly doodly. Yeah, and no, we can tell because something's off. And yeah. I don't know if it's the angles they shoot at or the just the the music they're playing or, or the sure. fact that or the fact that the prophets are giving out actual useful information. Well, there's that. Like they're being way more linear than usual. Not yep. that it matters. Her reactions no. like, "Oh my god." Like, "We have something important to tell you." "Oh my god, what is it? I don't understand." Just yeah. give it a second. <clears throat> you will you? be <laughs> you will be you will be met by a man of the land. What does that mean? Why can't you just tell me? Who? We're telling you. Jesus, calm down, lady. It's, it's pretty great. Listen, if you just, oh, what do you want from me? Well, it's, oh! Here's what we want you to do. Just oh! tell me! <laughs> yeah. The thing, it's, it's, like, it is ridiculous and funny, but it's mm-hmm. also completely accurate. Because you feel like she's, she's bitching that they've never talked to her. But if they did really talk to her, she wouldn't know what to do with it. Yep. She's just not equipped for that. I just I like the idea of them uh, them just. Give, it's like okay, she's not listening. Who's the third most evil person on the show? Where's Brunt? <laughs> FCA. <laughs> is he is he really the next evil guy? You think? <sighs> no. What about Wayun? Wayun. I was thinking about that. Wayun or the female changeling? Yeah. I mean, theoretically, Damar. yes, but. I don't know. I hate Brunt more. Like yeah. I'm, all, I'm always happy to see Wayun. Uh, fair enough. Well, that's because Brunt's only goal in life is to destroy the life of one of your favorite characters. That is true. So, Quark, you remember Quark, don't you? He's on I the do. show somewhere. Yeah, he was briefly in this episode. Yeah, I honestly don't remember if he gets an arc in this finale, and I hope he does. I hope so, man. Like I. But we're dealing with all this Paul Wraith stuff and the war, and like he doesn't fit into either. Yeah, he of doesn't really things. have that connect that connection to any of that. But yeah. still, you know, like as Hopefully the shit gets more and more real on Deep Space Nine, it would be good to have him, for him to have something to do. Yeah, he's had very little. Like they'll throw him the obligatory wacky like Ferengi side episode. Yeah, but he hasn't been directly involved in any of anybody else's life in a long time. Yeah, and that's too bad. Like I want to see him and Odo do something together. Yeah, so. it's been a while since we've. Well, it's been a while since we've seen Odo do anything. Yeah, no, we had we had the episode with him and Laws not too long ago. Oh, that's right, I forgot about Laws and his beautiful jars. You did that again, huh? I like I like that joke. All right, fair enough. Is it a joke though? This is the best part of uh, that Futurama episode or movie. I don't know. There was a lot of good stuff in that. That one wasn't bad, but I I love that line. Well, fair enough. <clears throat> uh, let's. See. I'm a sucker for rhyming hilarity. Fair enough. What was your good thing? Uh... I, I love the the this is a small thing but I really enjoyed this the the gravitas with which uh, Cisco says the words with this ring I the I the wed well he's about it's to say it and then his mom pulls him away to to a vision and and yeah. he says don't do it and then he comes back and says fuck you I'm doing it anyway and that's when he says what you're, yeah, what you're but talking about it's it comes out so fucking terrifying like it re, like it it's got well he's defying the gods here. themselves like by doing it yeah it's got like uh that it, like it it portends something yeah i think i'm using that right i think so like it's this big like dun, it, it's basically ending the episode with dun 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 yep no i i really like it and like i say he's shaking his fist like mm. i'll do what i want you can't you you don't control my destiny i want to marry yeah. this woman and well, i'm gonna do it <laughs> well yeah well then yeah speaking of them getting married uh jay uh-huh. Your father's getting married, for God's sake. What the fuck are you wearing, boy? I don't own any good suits. You That's know a tailor! <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is my bad That's thing. A co- 
There's a conversation I want to see, by the way. Oh, Jake and 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 uh, Jake uh, and Garrick. I don't think I've ever seen Jake and Garrick together. Well, no, I'm sure Ben has worked really hard to make sure those two never meet. Maybe that explains uh, Jake's choice in suits. That could be. He's seriously like the the ridiculous zoot suits they had him wearing in Far Beyond the Stars mm-hmm. were more stylish than this fucking checkerboard plaid <laughs> green and purple and blue. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's a mess. Just like, dude, your father's Come getting on. married. Do you have a tux? <laughs> or a suit? Yeah. How about a suit jacket? Yeah. Just a blazer. How about a button-up shirt? Do you have a button-up shirt? Do you have a clean shirt? Oh. Fucking writer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I would have dressed, but I just got up. <laughs> it's four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I know. I got up early for this. I love, I love our vision of slacker writer Jake. I love our it's... contempt for writers. <laughs> As writers. From, but yes. <laughs> well, who knows them better than us? That is, yeah. Only we can make these jokes. Yep. Plus, I'm tired of <laughs> stories about writers. I'm tired of writers glorifying writers. Uh-huh. Like, Stephen King, I know he didn't start it, but he definitely popularized it. Like, Oh, yeah. All these books where writers are the heroes. And yep. there's a lot more of that, like, in TV and stuff. And uh, Fuck that. We're terrible. <laughs> we're just Literally the worst. the worst person. Yeah. I wouldn't, uh, so... I wouldn't have made a writer his best man. I wouldn't trust the writer to get the ring to the actual ceremony. God, no. Ugh. I do like Nog has to blow the weird nautical, like, Yep. And, uh. I've been practicing for ten minutes. Really? It, it's it's a electronic thing. I assume there's like a button. He's he's doing about as well as I did when I had a recorder back in uh, fourth grade. Oh, fair enough. And he's about the size I was when I was in fourth grade. Were you really that tiny? Yeah. Was anybody ever really that tiny? Anyone ever? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we gotta get those short jokes in. He's gonna be gone soon. Well, I guess that's true. I'm trying to think of, like, Voyager. There's nobody on Voyager I can think of who's quite that wee. So, yeah, There's that's... nobody in the world. Yeah. Except for except for maybe that dude who played all the Oompa Loompas in the uh, Willy Wonka remake. No. That was uh, Tiny Ron, the giant who plays May Hardu. No, that was a different guy. No. His name was Deep Roy. Uh, oh, shit. You're right. Yep. You're right. You're right. Right. Never mind. I always I confuse. For some reason, I confuse Tiny Ron and Deep Roy. I don't know where that <laughs> comes from. <laughs> No, I for some reason there's some movie where little guys are played by a giant guy who they shot and then shrunk in CG. And oh. I guess it's not that movie, I guess it's something else. I've never but heard of that. That sounds interesting. I I'd don't like... I can't remember what movie it was, but it was a deeply disturbing effect. Oh. Because they looked like they had oversized features but they were little. Yeah, no, that sounds that would be a very cool effect. I I I thought it was Willy Wonka, it might have been something else I yeah. don't remember. Somebody out there knows, but I I do not. Uh If you see. if you know tweet at me cuz I kind of want to see this. Yeah. No, I I don't remember. Right. Um, so is that everything in the Cisco wedding? I think so. Like the gist of it is, uh, we we left the last episode with with the uh, you will know only sorrow, and we picked this one up mm-hmm. with him telling Jake, yeah, so that's what she said. So what should I do? And he's like, fucking ignore them and just get married. Yeah, dude, come on. And that's what he does. Yep. Good advice. Yep. But that's basically also, his, his he has... in this edit, episode. Oh. Also, he has Quark come in and go, like, I can't return the ring. Yep. Quark, like, six times. Yep. Just... Like, it took took a lot to get that ring. That ring is worth a lot of money. You haven't paid me yet. Listen. A lot, a lot of risk. A lot listen, of lives. Listen, I don't want to get into this, but four people are dead. Mm-hmm. Including, like, one of my wait staff. Yeah. Like, the so, best waiter. Yeah. My and best waiter. You know. But no, no. You, 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 you go on with your, I'm not sure if I want a house. Yeah. Or if I want a marriage. I did, he definitely wants a house. Yeah, no. We, we're, we're very clear on that. Mm-hmm. He is builder of the house, as you said. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's Should basically I... it as far as the, the Cisco plot goes. Yeah. Um, so back to Worf and Esri. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I think the writers did an excellent job of hanging a lantern on stupid escape cliches. Like, oh, okay. yeah. You, you, for, like Esri says, okay, it didn't work when you said my cellmate was sick. 
It didn't work when they came to feed us and you tried to knock one of the the, the, the guards on the head with your tray. Yep. Like, none of that's going to... Now you're going to, what, reprogram the door? That's not going to work either. It didn't work when we hid under the beds and sprayed ketchup everywhere so it looked like blood. Yeah. It's, the writers are just like, we're not doing all those stupid things again, but let's at least make the characters aware of those stupid things. Yep. And I like that. That, that was amusing to me. I love that they they actually try like Worf keeps trying to fight them and they just they just cattle prod him. Yeah, no, and it's nice. I like the Breen again. They they do look like what was it, Bausch? Bausch. Yeah, the uh, the the bounty hunter that uh, Princess Leia is pretending to be in Jedi. Yeah, but, uh, he's they, hol- they, he's holding a thermal detonator. Right, right, right. Um, they they do look like that, but I like nobody knows what they look like under their helmets. Mm-hmm. They don't just use phasers and disruptors like everybody else. Instead, they have cattle prods, which is a nice, like, sort of yep. different D thing. They're... They, you can't understand what they're saying. Like, their ship looks fucking weird. Like, yep. everything about them is a little different, a little more alieny, and the kind of stuff that I like. Like, mm-hmm. don't just make them wrinkly forehead guys with similar costumes and similar weapons. It's like, we've seen this a million times. Show us something new. Now, I'd like, I like it when they're even more alieny, but cattle prods are at least not guns. Like, yeah. that's just something slightly different. So. And I, I love, th- this is almost my good thing, I love the look of the brain ships. It looks like a mess, like in a good way. Yeah, no, you were saying when we were watching it, it looks like it was kitbashed. Yeah, it looks like they had a bunch of extra pieces laying around and they just kind of glued them together and then painted it all the same. Yeah, I, I love that. And it actually, like, um, uh, I've probably talked about this before, but... Um, one of the books I read goes into sort of the history of the Breen and everything. Oh, yeah, like they're different races or something? Yeah, they're a bunch of different races united who the armor basically is um, it's to sort of like... Like equalize them so that yeah. you think they're the same? Yeah, there's um, there's a Vonnegut story uh, where every, everyone who's like uh, superior in any way has to wear something that makes them equal to uh, everyone oh, yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. So like if you're really strong, you have to wear something that like makes it harder for you to walk around. No, I, uh, I think I've read this story. Yeah, it's like an entire it's like an entire race who wear this armor to do that, and I like I, I like the idea that their their ships are sort of the same thing. Like they're 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 bashed together from a bunch of different like crap from different races. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean that's not canon, but it's still a cool explanation. And the thing is, we don't know much about the breed, and we never will. Which means the big dun 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 at the end of this episode is Wayun smiling devilishly, where he yeah. says, "The Breen have joined the Dominion. Isn't that a major development?" <laughs> like, it, is it? <laughs> it reminds me of something I've seen on Star Trek, but uh, I can't place it now. What do you mean? It's like I. I it, it reminds me of like some ending of uh, like some episode like early in DS Nine, where it's like the Klingons have entered the war. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Do 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 do. Yeah, we know the Klingons. They've been there since yeah. early Kirk days. But, but um, the Breen, we've we've mentioned and seen maybe twice. Yeah, no, the name's come up a bunch. I think the name has been coming up since TNG. Yeah. Um, and we finally saw them in, like, season three of this. Mm-hmm. Or four, no, they had uh, Ducat's daughter, so, like, season four or something. And then we never just see them again. Yep. And now it's... I mean, the thing is, it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know if that's earned. Yeah. But the other thing is, we're out of guys. That is true. We've already committed the Cardassians, the Romulans, the Klingons. I guess you could bring the Tholians back, maybe, but they were in one episode of the original series, so that's a bit of a reach. I mean, I would have liked to have seen the Andorians, but, you know. Okay, like... yeah. But the Andorians are a, a charter member of the Federation. They're not They're not breaking away. No. You might I as mean... well say the Vulcans are joining the uh, the Dominion. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, we'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would not be logical, dude. <laughs> they say dude. I love that. But, uh... I, that's, no, your, I, that's not logical, dude. Whoa, not logical. Oh. Most non, non, non-logical. <laughs> the, the great prophet Keanu. <laughs> the, the Vulcans are the actual are the actual race that came from Bill and Ted. <laughs> Be excellent to each other. And Live so, long and prosper. And so they were. <laughs> they got that big fucking statue of them mm-hmm. doing the air guitars. Except with their hands up in the air, they're doing the uh, the Vulcan salute. You know, the Vulcans do kind of dress like the future dudes from Mill and Ted, too, actually. <laughs> they got those big-ass robes. Yeah. And now I just wish that uh, George Carlin, may he rest in peace, yep. was, uh, had played a Vulcan. <laughs> I'm the the great Vulcan prophet, Raufus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But, okay, so the big, the rig revelation is they've joined, which I don't, okay, is not, like, it's a bit of a misstep. But on the other hand, I I do, 
like that a sudden turn has happened they've got they're still getting allies and the yeah. war is not quite over for them just yet mm-hmm. which is good and um i like i like uh, like i say i like the breed and i like that they're a little more alien like yeah. I, this is something i've been complaining about for a while is like every alien's the same alien so, yeah, okay if they got bumps played, humanoid yeah if they got to be played by humans at least do yeah. something a little unconventional with them and they did and i, I yeah. like that i mean it's true they could literally be anything under there yeah um, and I, they're, they're torturing, uh, Worf and Esri. Yep. Which is pretty cool. Um. <laughs> they make them, like, I, I guess they're doing, like, they're scanning the entirety of their memories or something? Because when they, when they drop them back in their cells, they're, like, muttering mm. over, like, stuff that's happened before. Yeah, Worf actually. Ca- Worf uh, calls out for Alexander because he's really far gone. Yeah, he must be delirious. <laughs> If he even remembers Alexander's name, they must have been probing pretty deep. Into his brain, Matt. His brain. Yeah. No, no, I I follow you. Yeah. Um But uh it's it's it, like Ezri comes back in uh saying stuff about uh Norvo, actually. <laughs> no, nice. no, Norvo, don't kill that guy. Your oh. paintings are pretty good. Norvo, no, Norvo! 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 <laughs> Oh, God. I'm going to miss Norvo most of all, I think. I, he is a late addition, but uh-huh. then so was Vic. You know. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I think I like Norvo better than Vic. Exciting character find of 1990-whatever. Norvo. <laughs> I think we would have been in 99 at this point. Wow. Yeah. That's the show ended it. Uh, no, 98, because they shot some of this in 99, so it just started. Aw, oh, man. But pretty close. I would have yeah. been in grade 9. Yep. Grade 9. Mm-hmm. Not ninth grade, or as you call it, ninth grade. Yep, I'm learning. I, I'm learning how to American. We're 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 so different. <laughs> we say those two words in the different order. We're so different, you and I. Yes. In another life, I could call you foe. <laughs> we're so different, I and you. That's how you say. <laughs> uh, but uh, Esri, well, this this is your quote, actually. Mm-hmm. Yep, here it is. He reached up and took off his helmet. And? And it was Julian. Dr. Bashir. Isn't that strange? I wonder what it meant. Dr. Bashir is a brain. She reveals her heart's uh, desire. Dr. Bashir is a brain. Yeah. If only. I do I do genuinely like that. Uh, <laughs> that that's how it comes out, though. I, I would love if we get to the last episode and we've got someone imprisoned by the Breen and they all start pulling off their masks and they're all Dr. Bashir. I wasn't just genetically altered. I was also cloned. That's right. That's right. Yes. That's right. That, that handsome man makes a good point. Oh, God. Then they let them run loose in Jules Rassic Park. <laughs> do, 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 do. I just want to see Chris Pratt, like... Standing there in that crouch <laughs> with three Julians. Nature finds a way. Let's see what else. I mean, that's pretty much it as far as the uh, wharf. The uh, wharf stuff. The fucking. Oh. Oh, my, and your bad thing. My bad thing. So, mm-hmm. I mentioned this in the in the last episode, but you like. Where Worf oh, was almost winning me back. He was kind of being adorable and everything. And then this happens. First, he's like, oh, we fu- we fucked, so uh, now Ezri and I are getting married. Which, annoying, but, but it definitely in character. That's been Worf since season two of Next Gen. Yep. Maybe three, but whenever and, he hooked up with Kalar. And then he, like, and, and then he hears Ezri in a dream talking about making out with Julian, and all he can do is wait for her to wake up so he can go, you whore, all you want to do is have sex with Julian and other people who aren't me. You're a whore and so was Jadzia. I I just bled myself out so I could make you the scarlet letter that you uh-huh. should now wear. It's like, fuck you. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Very terrible. Yep, but very Sh- Worf. Yep, shut that's, up, Worf. That's so Worf. Shut up. Well, he's almost—he can't hurt you much longer, honey. It's true. 
Uh, okay, and then there's the final thread, which is back to the uh, Ducat and Kai Wen thing. Mm-hmm. Which I will say, Ducat does a great job mm-hmm. of of convincing her. Oh yeah, he he <clears throat> he walks this perfect line of like being um what is it like humble yeah and also seeming important um like he just he's he nails this crap yeah he's like i get to have tea with the kai yeah i just i I kept picturing i kept waiting for him to go what would the people of bejor say if they saw (laughs) if they saw if they saw Gul Dukat and the Kai having tea like old friends. I mean, uh, Gull, B- Billy, that's my name. Uh, no, no, Gull it's, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's Angel. Oh, right. Or Angel. Something like that, yeah. Angle, it's Angle. I, I honestly don't remember. It's, it's something pretty close to Angel, because I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> this is subtle. Sent by the prophets, huh? All right. Uh-huh. Well, prophets of a sort. <laughs> I mean, but I, I do, I just, I like, he's, he takes this story of when he was, you know, when he was Gul Dukat in the Resistance. Yeah. He knew that she was doing some, like, uh, uh, like behind the scenes Resistance stuff. Yeah. And he says, uh, yeah, my farm was saved when somebody turned Gul Dukat away from the farm. Whatever. So and she that, goes, that was that, me. That was me. Huh. What are the odds? Because, again, much as I hate Kai Wynn, she did do, she did do some stuff during the war. She did. Yeah. She, she had that nice, like, indignant scene with Kira. Like, yep. okay, you were out there shooting guys. I was using my power in the church to help guys. Yeah. Like, we both helped. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I, in general, I, and uh, Brian actually mentioned this on Twitter to, to us last night. Yeah, that he he thought Kai Wen is a little, and I don't know if he was being ironic or not, but I I agree with him. Mm-hmm. She's a little sympathetic in this arc. I could I could see that. She's she's really bitter because she's devoted her life to this faith, and the prophets have never talked to her. Instead, they've talked to this alien. Yep. And then finally, she gets a vision, and yep. now she's all caught up in good. I'll do what you want me to do. That's good. I am your servant. Mm-hmm. Except, nope. <clears throat> yep. And we we got a while for this. I without. Without revealing any plot specifics, she will figure out what's going on eventually. I and, I, and that's I, I, a moment that I know you're really waiting for. Yeah. Um. And I wanna I wanna mention this too. Um. We like we flat out state that the it's like the pa rates that they're talking to. They don't actually reveal that. No, but it's pretty clear. That, like I said, I th- I'm pretty sure they shoot it at sort of different angles and stuff. Yeah. And she has her vision, and the fact that everything they said comes to pass. Yeah. Through Galdukat. Yeah. But this isn't us remembering the story. This is just us, like, it looked pretty obvious to us that that's what's going on. Well, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's all I have, though. I think so. I think that's everything. Yeah. All right. Um, well, that's it for this time. So we got seven more left. Yep. I believe is Flonk here next week, I think. Like, we haven't had a lot of our regular guests yet, and I'm pretty sure they're all kind of coming in a row here. Let me... They're clumping, let me clumping up at the end. Uh, yes, Flonk will be with us next week mm-hmm. to tell us how much he hates Esri. I'm pretty sure that's going to be most of his appearance. So look forward to that. Look, we all take our weird stances, okay? Yep, no, that's fine. You don't like Worf. I don't like Vic Fontaine, which apparently makes me a fucking pariah. It's so weird. And Flonk doesn't like it. I, I don't like... I don't get it. Okay. I hate a beloved character of this show. Of two shows. Two shows, working yeah. on a third. Yeah, whereas I make a pretty solid case for Vic being a, kind of a Cousin Oliver type. And mm-hmm. uh, nope, I, stop it. Don't don't attack our favorite guy. I mean, look, I appreciate it, but I don't understand it. Yeah. Anyway, Flonk has, a, has an opinion that is different from ours, Matt. Mm-hmm. And that is that he doesn't care for Esri. So he'll probably be pointing that out, among other things. No, and, that's uh, fine. Look forward to that. I don't, and I don't as, get it. She's the Willow of Deep Space Nine. How can uh, you hate Willow? Well, if Willow suddenly showed up a- after having replaced other Willow, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so you're, so you're you're saying she's the Becky of this show? Uh no, because Becky replaced Becky. It's true. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Like cousin Oliver really is another. You know, like, mm. Or uh, Chachi. Ah, that guy Joni loved. Yeah. She doesn't anymore. Mm. He's actually a terrible person. Well, Scott Bayo is a terrible person. Look, we all hate Scott Bayo. Not uh, Bob Loblaw, notwithstanding. 
Anyway, uh, so the live show we have been talking about is is happening uh, August 22nd yep. at the Pocket Theater in Seattle. Uh, the screening is at 3. The episode records at 5. We hope you will be there. Yes. First episode of Voyager, First our, our fifth anniversary celebration. I believe after the fact, we may be adjourning to, to continue celebrating because five years and two-thirds of the way through Star Trek is something to celebrate. Mm -hmm. So look forward to that, and we'll be back next week. Yep. See you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2015. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.